All righty. Tony, we are here. Yes, we are, Curtis. We are here. <laughs> and we didn't have an intro planned. We're just going to start it off. Yeah, like we're just, uh, I mean, I guess we'll just give whoever's listening the lay of the land here in terms of what we're doing. I don't think we really have like a, a theme, really. Like I've got podcasts that I'm planning on doing that have like a little bit more specific theme to them. But I think this is just like talking White House. I don't, I don't have it. I don't even have a name for it. Like whatever's going on, we'll, we'll talk about it, basically. I think that's a good way of explaining it. Yeah. Uh, busy day here. It is November 21st, 2021. It is 4.20 p.m. Eastern. Go green. Blaze it. Bo- nice. Go green. <laughs> Go green. Blaze it. Shout out to Avanzati. So, I mean, we can just hop into it. Whatever the first thing you want to talk about is. It's been a busy day. A lot of turnover kind of overall in the organization. A lot of turnover uh, specifically in... Uh, well, moving around in, I guess, every branch except for Congress has had some movement today, so there's a lot to get to. Absolutely. I think that there's definitely a mood shift. Uh, the changes that are going to be happening in the executive branch, like you mentioned, judicial, SS. So I think people, it's an exciting time. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. Like, Is the mood shift one that, because cause this could go two ways, right? Or like more than two ways, but... Like, really, you could have this be, like, a mood shift where it's, like, okay, uh, you know, a lot of people left the org today or left the server entirely, even if they weren't at the org. Like, is this a down day? Is this a bad day? Or is it a fresh start? Is it, like, look, the, the opportunity for more, or opportunity for, uh, for more progression within the organization, new faces, yada, yada. And I think it could be, you know, either way. But I think it's interesting. Like, what do you think is the, the mood? Is it more somber people leaving or is it more opportunity? I like to think people are hopeful with what's been going on. Uh, there's obviously going to be some, some progression happening. And for a lot of people who felt like they've been kind of stagnant in the position, uh, I, I think really specifically what Justin's done with the executive branch, with the restructuring of the positions, that's really going to give some motivation for people to start kind of showing up and uh, getting out of the comfort zone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, honestly, obviously I come with some bias being within EOP right now, but I think the expansion of the executive branch and the way that it's being done is probably necessary uh, for a couple reasons. One, when you're in EOP, you get to see how every department operates and you can see the departments that obviously should have deputies and don't. And you can see how those departments aren't functioning. Even if they're functioning well, they're not functioning as good as they could be with a deputy. And also, there's not really a lot of harm to grabbing a deputy, especially if you're um, hiring someone who really has been stuck in 8IC, which is the other uh, reason that I think this is like a, usually a, should be a positive, should be looked at as like a progressive opportunity thing uh, is we've talked about it for months, but like, and there's been some movement, but there are still people who are stuck in 8IC who have been in those positions for months and months and months. And it's not because they're not active or qualified. It's because there's nowhere for them to move up. And that's not a slight against the people who are in the 7IC, 6IC positions, as long as they're doing an effective job and staying active and contributing. Uh, but not all of them are, and not all of the middle ranks deserve to still be there. So I think it's an opportunity for the executive branch to say, and I'll, I'll try to put this gently, but to basically say, if you're not going to move these people up, we will. I like the way you say that. And do you think by having a deputy, it kind of puts... Not pressure, but it gives uh, yeah. a reason, let's say, for a leader of the department to actually perform 
a little bit more than they have been recently if they were slacking because now it's like all right you know there's somebody who's who would be willing to kind of step up if need be so i hope everyone's you know on the on the ball no doubt in my mind uh, there's really two types of cabinet deputy that you get because they're going to work really, really well with the director or the secretary or whoever it is, and it's going to be great. And uh, and I won't say if this is the case in any be happy with the cab the people we have in cabinet right now, but there are definitely situations where I've been in the executive branch or in EOP uh, and seen situations where it's like we're going to appoint this person as deputy because we know they're probably better than the current leader, and they're going to put that pressure on them to either get better or get out. Um, and that's, it sounds harsh, but it's, you know, ultimately we're playing a game and there's a certain amount of work that you expect from somebody to do in a rank. Uh, you expect them to do that. And if they can't do that, then uh, it's nice to have somebody in that deputy role who's already trained up on how the department works, who's already kind of seeing the holes that the leader isn't seeing because they're doing it their way and is able to step up and have those ideas already. It's kind of, the, it's the same as the difference between if you were to, let's say, you know, Daz just resigned from Secret Service uh, Director quite recently. It's like if we appointed an external to that who maybe had some SS experience but wasn't in there right now. They're going to have a different perspective and probably a worse perspective than someone who's already been in the branch, has been under Daz, has learned what he's doing right, but maybe also has some thoughts about what he could be doing better or what the branch could look like, how it could look better. And they're going to put that in, right? So having those deputies in those cabinet roles so that they can already have that experience and then move up and say, oh, well, I saw, I have all this background, but I, now I see that this, this, and this could be done better. I'm going to hop up into that role eventually and make those changes. Or if I'm not going to do that, then maybe one day I hop directly to EOP and I can make those changes from the top down instead, which is something I've, I've done before as well. I agree with that completely. And I think... I think the change is really going to spark things up with how people see kind of just executive in general. I like to think, obviously, there's going to be people being appointed in this coming week or two. Um, do you think there's going to be that kind of change you were speaking about within this term? I think there's, what, another six weeks to go? Seven? Uh, yeah, I think we are only a week. I think we're eight days deep. We're eight days deep today. Uh, so we're just over a week. This was our first, like, true Sunday, I would say, as a admin, I think. Or it might have been last Sunday was, like, day one. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're looking at still six weeks and then a transition week, which is, you know, depending on who the president is, sometimes the new president seems to run that, and sometimes the old president seems to run that. It's kind of dependent on who's there. But six to seven weeks is a lot of time to make change, and we've already started. We've already really started. I mean, the, the shakeups today and generally what we're looking at doing this week, which is appointing a deputy to public engagement, a deputy to comms, a deputy to treasury, uh, splitting veteran affairs up and introducing a new uh, executive consultatory veteran initiative within that department. Uh, and then obviously shrinking EOP, we've removed senior advisor. And then not only that, but obviously uh, Tommy has resigned. You've moved out of Homeland Security. There's a couple, there's at least one other movement I can't talk about yet, but that will be coming up that somebody will be um, moving into a new position. Uh, I don't know when that'll happen, so I can't really say anything, but 
there's going to be a lot of shakeups and a lot, a lot of opportunity to kind of get the fresh start that we felt we needed when we came in. And that's not saying that we came in and we're, we looked at one, two, three people and said, okay, they got to go. But it did, we did come in and set really strong expectations for the departments of here's the expectations. And if you cannot follow those, there are a lot of people who would love your rank. And that's something I say all the time in any branch I'm in. If you cannot do it, someone else would love to do it instead. And it's a game. So you have to be doing your job or you have to be getting out. Uh, and that's the vision that we came in with. And hopefully we come out of this, whether it's two weeks from now or six weeks from now at the end of the term, we come out of this improved because of that vision. Um, and with that kind of air of like progress and change being more prioritized than it has been in the past. I agree with that. And something I did want to point out because uh, I think Brandon brought up in Ask OP, which was something that's been discussed before when there was a bunch of access ranks. Yep. Do you think that obviously... Uh, I've read what uh, Justin's response was, but maybe we could also mention it for the podcast and you could speak for him here, kind of yep. go about what the thought process was. So back in the day, there was kind of not useless roles, but you'll have a position like secretary of transportation no, where the job roles. You could was like... Say, you could just say they were useless roles. It was like count the plants. It was count the plants, count the room rating. Like it was, it was silly. Yeah. They were useless. So I, I saw you guys put a lot of thought into the, the new positions. I read through the uh, the tasks for them. And so um, because we discussed the deputy roles, do you think that are these changes going to be benefiting, especially the, the current members of the departments? Are they getting less work because they have a deputy director? Or do you think that this is actually going to encourage them to do more? How do you see this? So uh, I kind of see it two ways, right? Which sounds like I'm sitting on the fence here, but like... Uh specifically how is it going to affect the current employees they're going to have less work and that's going to sound bad for like people to hear like oh well they're going to do less you should see how hard some of these people work right now and so having these new ranks introduced is hey i understand you're doing a lot right now more than you should perhaps because of either a vacancy in your branch or somebody on an loa or sorry a vacancy in your department or someone on an loa or just we're putting a lot of work on you so for me to say like they're doing less work I mean, it's hard to avoid saying that because, yeah, we're giving them an extra rank, but we're not really technically increasing their workload that much. But it's necessary. It's a necessary change. And I would still say, with all due respect to the branches, if you look at the comparable task load of what the deputy director of communications will be doing or the deputy director of public engagement or the secretary of veteran affairs, what they'll be doing is still probably, in my opinion, a far more significant task load than what certain branch leaders, especially seven ICs, which these roles will be. Uh, all three of those roles will be seven IC. Uh, it's, it is a harder and it is a more uh, taxing task load than those ranks. So I don't really take the critique that like, oh, well, they're not going to be doing that much. It, it is ironic to hear that coming from usually branches where they don't tend to like, there's a lot of leadership ranks and they all kind of do a little bit. Uh, right. You know, I've seen harder workers, not harder workers necessarily, but harder ranks, harder jobs in executive uh so we should. Pro I think we should ditch this. I this very old idea that you mentioned that like, oh, there's useless ranks in exec. If you can look at the task load and, or someone can look at the task load and point out, hey, I don't see why this, this, and this are necessary. There shouldn't be a rank there. I'm willing to listen to it. But kind of the generic, the generic critique of like too many. Well, it's like, well, but this is the branch that does run the day to day functions. Like we are the branch that runs the day to day functions. Uh, where every single role is essentially essential uh, to make things happen. 
Uh, so I, you know, it's a little ironic sometimes, depending on who it comes. That's not targeted at Brandon either. Like it was a good question. It's a question we knew was coming. It's a question we were prepared to answer, and that's why we had a tasking document ready. Uh, and that's why Justin made sure that was all prepared as a good president to ensure that that question could be answered and that everyone could feel comfortable that the branch that leads the White House is making responsible ranking decisions. And the reason why I brought up is because obviously you guys even anticipated that was going to be the question because in the past it's come up when they've added ranks or even when they've removed them. So it, it was a good thing for me to ask that just because... Well, the question actually took longer to come up than I thought it would. Like it came up at two hours ago and I thought that was going to be immediate reaction from four people the moment we posted it and it wasn't um, which was a you know I think people give a little bit more leeway to Justin I think uh, and, and one he deserves it uh, but two it's his third term right so there's a little bit more leeway of hey we've seen you do well before making decisions that we weren't we weren't always certain on we're going to give you some leeway whereas if it was you or if it was Nate or even like a Connor like a first time president and they come in and make this decision there definitely would have been more criticism we're definitely privileged in that way right now so good thing you brought that up because now that this is a third term i feel like there's there's less of a desire to really take into consideration the approval rating not that it doesn't matter but it's that you're not kind of pressured by that. You know that obviously they could very well switch positions and run for another term, but it's uh, at least with this current admin as it yep. sits, um, you guys are able to actually put down that pressure, which I have to give a lot of respect to you guys because when I went into the uh, into office, when you're trying to make changes, uh, it's difficult, especially with how you guys want to you know, introduce new uh, deputies into the roles. And while it may be, for kind of putting pressure on uh, some some of the departments, or it may not, and maybe it could just be for assistance. Some de departments may not have like that. I know during my time when I asked them, you know, oh, how do you guys feel about deputies? It was hit or miss. So, I mean, it was good that you guys were able to get everything kind of organized and functioning. I mean, we 100%, uh, I have to be a little careful, but like we definitely had leaders who were skeptical of either getting a deputy or us saying, no, you're not getting a deputy or whatever. But ultimately there's a trust that needs to be built. There's a trust and a working relationship that needs to be built between EOP and their departments, where the departments understand that EOP ultimately are the branch leaders of the branch in the constitution. They lead the branch. Uh, they are the branch leaders uh, and the department do have to take essentially command from that. And they do have to do what EOP asks but also EOP has to have a respect of receiving feedback, listening to that feedback, incorporating that feedback. So that's what we did with branch leaders we, or with department leaders. We said, you are skeptical of having a deputy. Hey, take a look at this. We drew up what that would look like. Take a look at it and let us know if you're still skeptical and we can talk about it. Or if they were really wanted a deputy, but we weren't certain it's okay. Draw up a tasking document. Show us how you would divide this in a way that necessitates having a deputy. And those that did that and did that successfully get a deputy. Um, so, you know, regardless of if they're really for or against it, we were kind of able to manage exactly how that got uh, worked out uh, within the branch without it becoming a public spectacle of somebody not getting what they want in their own department um, and without them feeling like they weren't listened to. Because we do listen to them. Like, I, I don't know as much about any of these departments as the people currently running them. I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, so I have to listen uh, when I'm managing my departments or when we're talking about departments in general. Um, you said something else there that that uh, I wanted to say something about approval ratings. There you go. You're going to get me on a rant about approval ratings. 
uh, Alex, username is in use, the who, former president, founder of The Post, uh, which is where people will be listening to this podcast if they're listening right now. You're on Alex's website. Th- he compiled some data that was already available on the White House website, but he kind of put it all in one place of like what approval ratings tend to look like uh, for each term, like what terms started low and went high or vice versa. And I, I kind of noticed a pattern, and I say this with like all due respect. I don't even remember what your rating was. I don't remember what the average was for your term or for Nate or for Connor or for Justin's past terms. But what I kind of noticed is that ter- admins that tend to have the perception that they're not really doing so much tend to keep a higher approval rating. And so the philosophy that I'm taking with me forward is if I get a negative or if I earn the EOP through my role as DOLA or the EOP as a whole, if we earn a negative approval rating, not because we did anything terrible or horrific or, or awful or whatever, but because we were trying to make change, trying to improve things, I will wear that as a badge of honor. I don't, I don't care. Um, because to me, in, for example, the last couple of weeks of the Nate's reshape administration, it was as if the more we tried to push and do things that people didn't expect, the lower that approval rating dropped. But at the same time, all of our legislation passed, the referendum passed. So to me, who's voting on the approvals when they're only getting about 50%, um, 50% of the population, if not lower, are usually voting on those. It's like 40 out of 70 right now. So hovering above 50% are usually the voters. Who's actually voting on that? It's like a Yelp review. It's like the people who are super upset are going to be the ones to click on it. So if I've made people super upset because I'm trying to improve the organization and they just happen to disagree, then I'll wear the, I'll wear the poor approval rating as a badge of honor. And as it applies to this administration, I don't even think we've talked about it or looked at the approval rating once. I couldn't tell you what it is right now. I know we're one week deep and there's probably one out there. I don't know what it is because we don't like, I don't want to say we don't care. We care about feedback. We care about criticism. We care about listening to others, but I don't care about a little number on a screen that says how many people like us or whatever. I just don't. It's, it's, to me, it's not relevant and it's even less relevant during a third term where like we Justin's not concerned about running again. So that's absolutely fair. And I think it's a good thing that you guys aren't really focusing on that because, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel for Nate and fate during their term, especially when you guys were trying to push this out because uh, I, for one, I thought it was a very interesting proposal. It, it it was something that I've noticed that you guys you guys are really just trying to push people to continue being active and can continue doing better because once you get complacent with things, that's when you know things start to become dull. And I understand completely why you guys wanted to push this out. Uh, I think the community was kind of fifty fifty on it, more so the branch leaders. Obviously, like I would say, you know, I would say the community was fifty-five, thirty-six on it. Yeah, <laughs> approximately. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Not to flex, uh, but I would say they were. I would say they were about. Uh, they were. <laughs> I'm trying to find the results right now. <laughs> they were. Uh, what's goddamn it? Where's the results, Tony? I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but this is a, this is a joke I have to get correctly. No, it's on the announcement page. Here we go. Pushback. It's uh, I can't find it. I I quit. I quit. Fifty five. We're gonna call it fifty five thirty six. I think it was similar to that. So yeah. I think you're right on it. Yeah. Now you're sorry. Continue. No, no. Because what I was gonna mention is just that, you know, obviously because it was kind of centered around branch leaders. They're the ones who were gonna have the most concerns with it. The 
they're going to think that, you know, maybe it wasn't necessary. And while they may not think it's absolutely necessary, I, for one, was kind of in the party of, listen, the only time you should have a concern about a confirmation vote is if you're really not doing your job. Because even if you're doing, not even just the bare minimum, if you're just okay, you really won't have that big of, of it of a problem at your hands you know the, the branch sizes aren't that large and so just having your leadership kind of side with you no matter what you do you're passing through this vote it takes a lot you really have to mess up you have to be to goofing you have to be goofing or pissing your leaders off somehow and it might happen i'm not saying it's not going to happen and it might happen to someone who maybe doesn't fully deserve it like but to me the important thing is that we put it in the hands of the branches, not the EOP, because if we put it in the hands of the executive, then if we get rid of a person, it's going to be, oh, the executive reaching their hands into our... No, you guys own this decision. You made this decision. You own the decision that you removed your leader. Um, and it also has already kind of had its intended effect of like, leaders might just... Re I, I won't say that this is why Daz resigned from director. I don't know that for certain. And I respect that he definitely has more than one reason. Uh, for doing it. But if I'm a branch leader, do I want to go in there and try to constantly be extending my term so that I can hold on my position? Or do I want to say, look, I've done what I came to do. I feel I've accomplished a lot. I don't want to end this on a, on a bad note where I'm going to get voted down and, and have my reputation kind of sullied because of that. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm going to recommend this person for director and, and see you later. That's how I would want to leave a branch. I wouldn't want to go to a vote if I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have any new ideas. Let me get out of there with my reputation and my pride and say, hey, it's been a, it's been a great time. And I think we'll see that more often now because people don't want to face that vote and risk that. Uh, what I think, and I agree, is a low risk thing to happen. But why would you want to risk that if you feel you've already done what you could do in that branch? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's a little bit better than, you know, walking on your own than to be escorted out by the, the very branch that you were leading, you know. Yeah. I think you'll prepare for a little bit of salt in, in uh, your mouth if that would happen, especially knowing, like, okay, 50% of people, so there must have been someone in the leadership that didn't like me or something like that, or, sorry, didn't like, you know, your work at that kind of thing. So I completely get that kind of idea for how people were seeing the vote. Uh, I. I do think it's, yeah, it is going to put some pressure on some of the branch leaders. Uh, I think most recently we've had kind of the longest. You made a chart, a really nice graph about this, <laughs> showing how long. I love those graphs. I won't but, even tell you how long that gra that graph was sitting uh, in my folders. For, like that spreadsheet. I've had that spreadsheet for months at this point because I noticed that I thought this was maybe an issue a long time ago. So, uh, yeah, for those who didn't ever get to see it, it was just a graph of every speaker since the start of i think 2019 or maybe 2018 and every director of secret service and every chief justice um in terms of the length of their tenures and over time basically showing that over time tenures have gotten longer and longer in these branches branch leaders are staying for longer and longer and then obviously i wrote an article tying that to they have more legal protections and it's impossible to fire them and yada 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 so that that's the context for what you're talking about tony and I think the cool thing is, like you mentioned, because the the lengths of their kind of ruling over the branches are getting a little bit longer, that, I guess, not demotivates the people in the branches, but, you know, seeing progression, seeing that there's some kind of rotation within leadership, it just gives you 
a little bit of encouragement to continue pushing because you're not going to sit there at one point and be like, okay, now i got to play a waiting game. It's it, it's more of, you know what, I could just continue putting in good ideas, continue being active and participating as much as I can. And I know it's not necessarily a waiting game, but it's, it's actually more of if I really put myself out there and I really show that I'm, you know, the most qualified person, so to speak, you know, my time's going to come and it's not absolutely, you know, I have to wait half a year for this to happen. It's like, okay, you know, give me a couple of, a couple of months. But I mean, you know, there's some people who are really good at what they do. I like to think that Martin's done a really good job in Congress. And I think, you know, if we look at their leadership, it really, or at least the senior part has not moved in a long time. Yep. Um, I think, I think that speaks volume that there's some people who still try to do their best in a row and they're not kind of stagnating. Uh, yeah, there's good, but... there's good and there's bad to a situation like Congress is in, right? The good thing is they're the, they're the most stable branch probably. They are the most stable branch in terms of their leadership and that has its benefits, right? That is, that can be a good thing in terms of managing the branch well, uh, keeping things consistent, uh, having people who really, really know their jobs because they've been doing them for half a year, like, that kind of stuff is good. The con is obviously things that I've discussed before and in the article. Um, stagnation and that feeling of I'm never going to go anywhere. Uh, it's not a surprise how many applications that executive positions get from specifically Congress middle ranks, I would say. I would say the majority of middle ranks that apply for executive roles are in Congress. And I mean, they, they'll argue that that's because they have the most middle ranks, and it very much could be why. Um and, and perhaps the most active ones too. Uh, and again, that could be why, but I don't think it's a coincidence that like the branch with the most stable leadership has the most middle ranks trying to not escape, but like seek other routes for progression, seek new opportunities because Congress can be fun, but it ain't fun for 10 months unless you're so off. And like that, I, you know, I can't speak to speak to what drives so off to do what he does. Uh, he's very entertaining and, actually like from watching him in debates very good at what he does but that's that's what happens when you're in congress for like 10 months without moving like you're gonna get really good at this stuff and that's great but you would hope to eventually have a seven in front of your ic or a six or a five or a one and not an eight or a nine uh i guess that's my only thing with congress they i have a lot of respect for basically every single leader on that team uh like just in terms of the different things that they bring uh, and I'm optimistic to see that people do okay, like Alessio's recently been promoted. Brandon was promoted maybe a month, month and a half ago. Uh, it's certainly not to the same extent that other branches see promotions, but, uh, it's nice to at least sometimes see people like get their opportunity. And if they don't, then the executive branch has, uh, like four open applications right now. <laughs> get your name in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I think it's interesting about at least Congress is that, for such a stable team, I, you, I would think that the branch that has the least movement would have the least amount of people willing to kind of want progression there. Because it's like they say, okay, there's this wall that I'm never going to be able to pass unless, you know, because there's so many people already ahead of me. So I think it's pretty interesting that Congress has the largest numbers. And at one point they had close to 30 people. Like that, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Um. I think it speaks also to the role they play. A lot of people who return to the organization are veterans and they're veterans of a year or two ago, not veterans of seven years ago. Uh, and they know what branches have what power. 
and they know that Congress is the branch that holds the majority. Maybe not the majority, but the plurality. The most power of any branch sits in the Congress. Uh, I think, arguably, the confidence vote referendum proved that that can be taken away quite quickly. Uh, because it, it would be shocking to me if if that had gone through Congress, it would not have passed, and yet it is law today. And so I think that proved something about executive power that would be a good lesson for everybody to take. But uh, certainly, I think people joining back who have been here before know where the power lies and want to be involved in something interesting. If they're coming back, it's because they want to be doing something interesting. They're not just going to come back and sit around, right? Like Andrew's rejoining. Andrew's not joining, with all due respect, Secret Service, so that he can train it's a it's a valuable job we need them people to do it but andrew's not coming back to tra to train trainees right megan's not coming back to train trainees nathan's not staying to train tra chris isn't here to train trainees right some people really like that and some people are coming back because they're like i want to do the politics i want to be in the the hot gossip uh i think that's a contributor as to why their population is so high and i mean i don't want to take away credit for them they're also just good good at hiring they're probably the best branch at hiring low ranks. Low ranks seem to always want to go to Congress. But the, yeah, I, I think... I don't know what the I, I point like is also, there, but it's just like, oh, cool, I get to have opinions and vote? Sure, why not? But there you go. I think the actual branch itself, it's an exciting branch to be in, you know? If there's any new changes, laws that are being approved, you're, you know, you're, you're able to fully speak out in front of everybody. That's where most attention's going. Yep. And even with my time in, let's say, judicial and secret service, I think they, they specialize in their fields while they are necessary for this place to continue moving on. Uh, all kind of the innovation and all the new stuff is going to be coming out of Congress. And yeah, I, I, I think is, I think it's very entertaining to be in there for sure. So I get, I get why people kind of gravitate towards that. And, uh, I mean, good on them for, for establishing themselves to be, you know, such a powerhouse at this point. Not just power-wise, but... Yeah, population. Just... Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, to, I just want to get back to something you were saying before. I, I don't remember exactly what stem of thought in my head, but, like, there is a a mantra that I always kept with me when I was speaker, and I was maybe speaker for, like, meh, a month back in like 2014. So this is, you know, something that I've always thought should be the case. I always encourage people, uh, and this goes back to like branch leaders. The topic was branch leaders, like not wanting to be challenged, staying longer, uh, trying to protect their jobs, essentially. I was always encouraging people, like if you are not gunning for my job, you are not working hard enough. Like, especially my leaders. Like, of course, that doesn't mean snake me, vote against me in a confidence vote for no reason, yada, yada. But for me, if you are not demonstrating a work ethic that would indicate that you really want to move up, then I don't know what you're doing here. And so that was what was kind of confusing to me with the reaction um, from specifically Congress, but kind of a general reaction from a lot of members of leadership who aren't the branch leaders, the five, six, seven ICs. I was surprised how many of them were publicly opposed to this idea because to me, if you are working your ass off and you know you're working your ass off, you eventually want to be rewarded for that. And so and I, something that comes into the system that is going to find a way for you to fairly be rewarded for that by removing people who don't want or should not be there anymore based on what people in their branch uh, believe, uh, like them being voted out. I don't know why you would oppose that. It's confusing to me. I've, I've read all the reasons and I still don't fully understand it because if I was in a branch and I was, say, 6IC 
and I, you know, was hired by the 4IC and the 4IC, and I'm not, this is not me talking about Martin or anybody. This is just a ge generic example. Uh, like, and I, the 4IC was like, good when I kind of joined leadership, but like, they've been a little less active. Like, it feels like the branch is stagnant. We're not talking as much, like, you know, we're not doing as many tasks, like, and, but I feel like I'm still busting my ass. Like, hell yeah, I want a way to move up. If I think I have good ideas and they're better than what's happening now, yes, I want a way to move up. If that makes me a snake, I'm very sorry, but I'm not sorry because like it's a game. And if I think I can run something better than someone, then yeah, I'm going to work my ass off and try to get their job. Like <laughs> I'm not going to take the job away from someone who I think is still doing a good job, but eventually they stop doing a good job and there has to be a way to get rid of them. So I, I was confused about specifically Congress, frankly, how opposed their leadership was to this. Uh, Martin does a great job, and I would be surprised if he failed a confidence vote anytime soon. I'd be very surprised. But at the same time, there's a lot of people under him who also work their ass off and who could be speaker. And I'm surprised how many of them were like, no, we don't want this opportunity. We don't want to move up. Don't worry. We're happy like this. Are you, though? Like, how how are you happy just sitting in the same rank? I, I do not get it. I feel like there's a hidden part of this, and I... I think it goes down to maybe a little bit of still the fear of going against the grain. I think, you know, if you're publicly, because this vote was public, you know, yeah. you're debating about this, you know. I mean, it was not someone's chance. Yeah. yeah. True. But I think during the actual debate part of it and when everyone was speaking about it, I feel like if, if someone was, I'm trying to think of myself as a leader because that's the only way I can make this without pointing fingers or just anybody in general. Mm -hmm. If let's say I'm a leader and I'm noticing some of my leadership are pushing for this vote while it may be progressive and what I even think is a good thing, you know, hmm, my leadership <laughs> is kind of pushing against me. <laughs> even if they completely, even if I'm doing a good job and we're good friends, if I see that they're, they're not circling, but it's like if they're pushing that's for this kind of thing sir. that potentially could remain me, uh, move me sorry there's uh, blood in the water maybe. exactly i think that maybe they might see their position or they may not be able to see progression because someone you know like maybe i'm like oh yeah i see you're trying to come after my job or something you know what? you're not going to get the promotion and i know it sucks for me to say that but it's just that there is that kind of social i want to say everyone's logical with how they make decisions but i feel like at the end of the day some of the emotional sense of how people react to things get in the way and perhaps some people were a little bit scared to um of of just the results of this and maybe that some of the branch leaders thought you know well why should my position you know i've been here for so long why should I, my time here be determined by someone who just came in for a week and they're gonna have the same weight vote as someone else who's been here participating for years and years and i think there was a lot of things that people uh, may have disagreed with but I, in the end i truly believe the intention of this was good and that you know we do want to see people doing their best and this was one way of kind of triggering that so it may not may not have been the most popular decision and well, I mean, it did pass. Popular so clearly. <laughs> I went back and checked. It was 5540. 5540. 55, 55, I did go back. You actually yes, went to get it. I did go and get it. Yeah, I went and looked in the announcements. Yeah, 5540. I apologize to the 4% of people I erased before who don't agree with me or didn't at the time. There you go. Um, uh, What was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, two things. One, you're 100% right about it being a, a private vote, but a public debate. So perhaps I'm reading into people saying they're opposed to it who may have even voted for it. 
um, I can confirm, and this th- th- I will certainly get a DM about this if this person listens. I will not out them. I can confirm that at least one person who was like pretty strongly no has recently confirmed that, I, and I, they did not confirm that they voted yes, but they confirmed that they were considering and maybe wish they did or did or did and aren't saying it like 100 percent. basically i'm just trying to say like what you're saying is 100 percent accurate i literally have people like at least a person in my dm being like yeah like uh you know you have to you have to keep like you have to make face basically like you have to you know look good for the branch leader still which is true and fair and you, you do what you got to do uh, the other thing i was gonna say was um oh god what was it gonna say what were you talking about tony we were speaking about just trying to make sure you look good for your branch leader. Yeah. I was t- talking about how having someone's vote who just comes in one week oh, yes, potentially yes, 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 has yes. the same value. Okay, I've got it. So the, there's a lot of those critiques, right? There's a lot of those critiques of like, and you're going to see where I'm going immediately with this, I think. Two months is not enough time. Uh, why should other people's vote count if they're newer? Uh, aren't we concerned about people using this to... Uh, make it a popularity contest like do you see where i'm going with this right like this is they're just describing how we elect presidents already so it's like okay but you guys are are, you guys are arguing against the system that you already created and trust for electing the one i see (laughs) you're like so why is this different like it's not different i mean it's not an election it's it's better probably than an election in my opinion like it's better for the branch leader it's a lot harder to get voted out than it is to just lose an election to a slightly better option uh that they should be happy that it's not like getting waged against someone. It's just them versus their own reputation and their own work in the branch. Uh, but yeah, like with all due respect to those criticisms, like you're, you're, you're probably right in terms of some people will try to use this in a snaky way. Sure. Some people, probably not most, but some people, sure. We have snakes here. It's the white house. Uh, and like, oh, is it necessarily always fair that like someone who just joined can have the same say as the five I see who like knows the branch second best or should in theory uh like eh, maybe not but like well, you, you, but you signed up for democracy i don't know what you're like what the problem is here like this is the same system that we use for the president and they certainly have no issue criticizing the president when the president makes mistakes uh and or no issue criticizing the president's agenda not getting done in two months so the fact that like when this got introduced it was like oh two months that's not enough time we should extend that like sure but let's start talking about presidential term lengths then too because it's it's the same circus just a different branch different name same same whole situation sure i always thought those were like really ironic like i just thought i just thought those were very funny like uh with all due respect to the point because it's not 100 percent incorrect but like they have to see the irony of being like two months isn't enough time to make change. It's like, well, tell that to the constitution and like how it entirely functions for presidents. I like, I liked everyone's kind of argument that they made against this. You know, there were some arguments that I kind of agreed with that they were against this. I liked a lot of the arguments that were for it. And so it's a bit of both. And I think whether you found yourself on the defense about this. There was a thing like you just mentioned, you know, we have the same similar process for president. Uh, if you're questioning that, then you're, you, the least of your worries should be the batch. Then we need to start looking at the actual presidential election process. But I think everyone kind of agreed this is not the best way, but it's it's a, it's an appropriate way of going about things. 
and uh, I think the two months um, two months is fairly reasonable. I think if you can't get things done in two months, I mean, if a president has that much time to change whatever the hell they want, you know, look what we've I done in one week. <laughs> president like there you go like you have enough time if you don't have enough time in two months to change a branch that you have basically full legislative and policy control over then how the hell do you expect a president who has to get three branches on board and congress on board with like any big changes how do you expect them to get anything done branches are easier to get things done in than the executive branch because they manage one fourth of the people and they don't have nearly as many legislative obligations like it's it's just sorry i interrupted but it's just like to me it was just wild like it's just it's just not a fair criticism of of the idea like there there are fair criticisms uh, most of them revolve around like well democracy is not perfect and it's like oh yeah it's not uh you're wrong i'm sorry you're not wrong but like eh. i get that and i feel i feel as those people continue moving up within their branches they I like to think that they start to realize a lot of the, like kind of the bigger picture of the way things work around here and a lot of the struggles that the decisions, you know, that we're making right now that they come with. You face with a lot of there's a lot of judgment, criticism that, that come your way. And regardless of if you think your intentions are good or not, uh, you know, we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we're given here. And we're trying to please every single person. You know, we all we all come from different backgrounds. We've all been growing up differently. We're surrounded by different people and environments that change, you know, how our perception of the world. And it's really difficult to get everyone to agree on one thing. But I, I like to think at the end of the day, we all just want like a, a fair and reasonable process. And I think what was proposed and, you know, what, what, what has changed is fairly reasonable. I think we're, there's going to be good progress being made with it. And I'm curious to see the first time it's actually in use. Not in use, but like, I, I'm curious to see if it actually, you know, someone actually gets subject to the vote and it doesn't go their way. You know, yeah. and let's say they, they do a good job. Let's say they are an excellent leader and for somehow they lose the vote. What's the reaction going to be? Is that going to be something that your leadership, your administration is going to have to respond to? Is this something that the branch is going to have to sit there and be like, yo, we, we just voted out? Yeah. It's a decision you have to reckon with. And that's good. We're putting more power in the hands of the people to reckon with the decisions that they're making. And they're getting a taste of what it's like to have to make difficult decisions with, with even if it's just their individual vote. Um, here's one thing I will say. The law, and this is specifically directed towards you and Secret Service as a whole now. I, I, Let's I, go. I will not tip the scales in any way in any confidence vote. However, the law currently says that if a confident, if person gets confirmed uh, 14 days or less time until the next confidence vote, they're, they are immune from that one. So basically, they, they get to skip the one that's like 10 days away if they just got confirmed. Um, I believe Shy is not going to qualify for that. I believe that she is going to face a confidence vote when it happens in about three and a half weeks or so. Um, she just got confirmed 13 to nothing. Unless she blows up the White House, deletes all the badges, like, if she doesn't get confirmed, I, I will be having second thoughts about all of this, like, because that will, to me, be an indication that, like, people are misusing it to a pretty extreme. She just got confirmed unanimously, like, unanimously within the branch to her position. Like, I, vote how you feel. Vote how you feel. I'm not here to influence you how to vote. I will be shocked if it goes poorly because if it goes poorly, um, like some people are going to have to reckon with like 
if they are actually acting in the best interest of the organization or if they are just trying to uh, push themselves up the ladder without care for anyone else. And that's the whole thing to everything I've been saying. Like, yeah, you want to push yourself up the ladder. You want to work hard to get up. But you also have to have care for others and consideration for others and everything you were just talking about, how like other people are human beings and they have their own experiences. They're going to interpret things differently. They're going to do things a little different than you. They're not always going to agree. You have to respect that insofar as they respect you. Uh, and tossing someone from their position for virtually no reason is disrespectful to them like to, to in my opinion to like them kind of as a person like there's reasons to toss people from their position to, i think today proved that <laughs> like there's reasons to toss people from their positions if they if they are acting poorly uh but that you know i i will be upset if that happens to to shy or to anyone who's in the position where they very recently got the role and then get immediately voted out by like snakes snakes essentially i'll like to, i'll just say it by snakes yeah, for sure. I don't suspect and, that will happen, though. I do not suspect. Secret Service will be the last branch I expect that from. I think so, too. I, I, I think most people can agree, at least what I says, you know, if let's say there's ever any drama, it stays there. It doesn't really escape it because, you know, we're so focused on just one part of the White House. It's hiring, education. I mean, what else are we doing here? We're, we're, we're certainly not voting on any bills. We're, we're not in the courts. Like, when the last time I heard someone from SS start you know suing people it, it, it's been quite a while it's but like you mentioned yeah, you know not a litigious they're not a litigious branch right right exactly um but i guess you know like you mentioned about the image um i think the image for someone especially when they're trying to bring up a point especially in a court it it, it plays a role especially with you know the game we're playing we all try to say that we put, you know, work above our own interests or just personal bias against things or people. But um, it's tough, especially to identify it and call somebody out on it. It's it's difficult because not only, especially if someone's trying to go against a whole leadership team, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, there's, there's a herd mentality here and disturbing that or disrupting it in any way, it's it's very difficult. Because it's most of the time political suicide, and for for yourself to you know continue progressing, yeah. And most of the time, let's say there is someone who's kind of stepping in the way of your progression, uh, and it's really not has nothing to do with your work ethic or something like that. It's just their personal attitude towards you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to, to get that addressed. Experience here, Tony. Sorry, what now? Speaking of any sort of personal experience on this one. Yeah. 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 No, I've been there too. I've been there too. Like when somebody, when you feel like you're being precluded from doing something that you're good at because someone has a specific vendetta against you for an opinion you have uh, or, a, or a, a thing that you've done in the past or like a, just like how they feel about you. It's really frustrating. And like, we should move. I mean, I, you know, I, I've had issues in the past where I was part of teams that I thought I was doing a really good job in. And I got dismissed from those teams for reasons that didn't make sense by people who I know didn't like me. And it's like, well, like hard to look at this as a uh, intelligent professional decision. So I have to take it as personal. Uh, what I'm hoping is that that's not how branches treat their leaders. And as far as all the evidence points to so far, branches have a lot of reverence for their leaders, not a lot of dislike, at least when they're doing a good, a decent, it's like a decent job, which is really easy to do, honestly. Just don't be terrible. Don't be a total asshole and you'll be fine, I think. 
Yeah, I think the fifty percent that you guys you marked it at is more than appropriate for how you know people are expecting things to go. Like you, like you said, you really got dropped the ball if you're you're losing fifty percent of the vote. Like your leadership is technically one. Well, I mean, aside from Congress, most if you just have your leadership that's on your side, you're going past the vote. Yeah, you're gonna get more than fifty percent. Yeah. Um. So. And I mean, we had this debate at the time, I think, or I don't even know if we really had called it a debate, but me and you had a conversation about like the threshold being 50%. And I, to me, like, I'm willing to listen to other numbers. I'm willing to listen to 55 or 66 or whatever. Like, but the, there's one thing that stands out for me. And it's that if I was a branch leader and 51% of the people in my branch said they didn't want me there anymore, I wouldn't want to stay. I have too much self-respect for that. Why would I want to stay around a bunch? If if there was a poll tomorrow that said, should Curtis stay at, at this organization? And 60% of people said no, I would leave. <laughs> like, I have too much self-respect. Like, like, and I know I, I said the same thing about the approval polls earlier. Where I don't care <laughs> about them. But, but those, but those, but here, that's different from like, you know, approval of the admin and the admin's actions is different from like, do you like Curtis? And if most people said no, I would leave. Like, I have too much self-respect to like... <laughs> You know, hey, do you think he's an asshole? Seventy percent, yes. Okay, well, I'm uh, goodbye. Like, I have other things to do with. I could get another job. Like, I have other things to do with my time. Like, you know, I, I just wouldn't. I don't understand how someone could want to like. Oh, well, the threshold should be sixty-five percent. Well, one, that's very arbitrary. Whereas fifty percent makes a lot of sense. It's either majority one way or the other. But like, not only is it arbitrary, but it's also like. So you're telling me if six out of ten people, let's say you have twenty people in your branch. 12 of them say, fuck you, you're going to stay? What? No, get out of there. You don't want to be there and they don't want you there. This is bad for everybody. It is healthy for nobody. Leave. Like that's, To me, that was the logic behind 50%. It's like, this is not good for anyone to stay in a situation where that was the case. Wouldn't you yeah, resign anyways? Like, honestly, I'm asking you, wouldn't you resign anyways? If, you, if it was 70% and these confidence votes existed, but it was... 70 or 66 or whatever because i think it was 70 in the law uh before we changed it or like 75 even uh i could be wrong. 75 i'm pretty sure yeah uh not that i know or anything yeah were you double checking when you were when you were a uh, president i don't that's not even relevant i don't know why you would be yeah oh oh i see i see never mind, yeah, I'm never mind. Here. wait a second i understand reggie's planning a vnc watch out shy he's coming for you or she's coming for you already um that's it yeah you let him in and he tears it down from the inside uh no yeah so 75 percent. like i'm asking you genuinely tony like if you got seven out of ten people let, let's say ss has eight ss has 18 people right now right so 70 percent of 18 is like 12 and a half so let's say 13 out of those 18 people so you your deputy and like three other people said they like you and everyone else said no you'd want to stay because it wasn't 70 percent or like we add an extra person, whatever, whatever the math is. Like you'd want to stay because you only got 68% no. Like, wouldn't you want to leave? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, aside from just how the emotion always feel, like, how many people disagree with you at that point? Yeah. Especially because uh, they're yeah, being I, to I, your I, face I, and you're like, you're no, you're court. great. Like... Yeah, I think that's, that's what hurts too. It's especially when you, you know, you build relationships with, with certain people and it's like, you may think, you're doing a good job, but when that vote comes around, yeah, and, exactly. And thank, thank God it's it's anonymous because this is 
Like I said, <laughs> can you, you could imagine? His career. <laughs> can you fucking imagine, dude? All right, the votes are in. Let's read them one by one. Shy has voted to, uh, yes, stay in the position. Anil has voted yes. Steph has voted yes. Tony has voted no to stay in the position. You know who you would have? You would always have Ellie, though. Ellie, because you could just make, Ellie is just, she's a total chaos demon. Like, she would just be like, yeah, well, who cares? I don't give a fuck. No, 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 no. Keen here. Let's get everybody She's gonna out. listen to this and DM me and be like, you're right. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Ellie, you better DM me saying you're right. I'm gonna I I need that proof that you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that I mean I, to sum up the conversation on confidence votes, like I'm glad they're in their place. I'm glad they're in place now. They're already having the intended effect. I hope they function in a fair way to come from now. And I I the reason they got put forward in the way that they got put forward is because it's the way that I thought was best. And that the admin took my advice and helped build that bill and we thought was best together. Like, and so obviously I'm not going to disagree with anything in it because like it's my, my writing. Uh, yeah, and, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, if it screws up, it's you know, one more, it's all it takes is a referendum to change it. And I think we proved that you can change it uh, with a, re change things with a referendum in about four days if you really want to. So like, eh, not that fussed no, if it's I get that. for somebody. And I think it's it's cool that you brought up the fifty percent because I remember you we discussed this on the side and I was suggesting because I like to stay neutral I like to take a little bit of both sides I was like oh, why not sixty percent and then you 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 explain it's like well I mean the the president election is fifty so like yeah it just makes sense why we're just changing this randomly for a branch if it works for the entire White House what well, it's not good enough for the branches all of a sudden. So, I mean, hey, that's absolutely yeah, fair. Sometimes that's where the attitudes are. Like, the, there, there is an attitude of, like, I. it's part of that thing you mentioned way earlier in this conversation of, like, oh, well, the cab used to be full of useless ranks. There's still a little bit of that idea floating around that, like, the cab, the executive is somehow the branch that, like, oh, that's where people go to retire. That's what we used to say. Oh, it's basically the retirement branch. Like, you go to take your shitty secretary of transportation rank. Secretary, see how. Yeah, and then you just, like, linger until you are AFK for three days. Like, that's, uh, that is not what it is anymore. EOP is pesky. We're, we're not, ni like, we're nice, but we're, like, we're hard on you. Like, we, we need things done on time so that our admin succeeds, and so through our admin succeeding, the org succeeds. Like, Especially in a competitive environment, there's fewer and fewer people on Habo now. There's more and more agencies, more and more pyramid scheme agencies popping up. Like we need to compete, and we need everybody on their best. Like exec is a demanding branch to be in. It's a demanding branch to be in. So this idea that like, oh well, that's you know good enough for them, but we we deserve a little bit better. It's like yeah, you deserve the same as us, and that might be generous. Like that, <laughs> like I'm not. That's not going to be a popular thing for me to say, but like, nah, uh it's true like from my perspective it's true it's it's the branch where the most amount of things that impact the organization happen and so if the standards that are put on us are somehow too hard for you tough nuts honestly I get that. and i feel like like he's mentioning it's maybe a little bit of an old school mentality to just say that cabinet is kind of a place where people just relax and chill when nowadays because i've had some kind of experience with more modern day positions and branches and even as well as an executive i like to think maybe it's a little bit reversed now it, the, depending on the branch you're in i feel like there's some branches that perhaps have some positions that may have an extra one that they don't necessarily need and they can put more focus with another person but uh i feel like everyone's kind of content with the way branches have been structured now you know there's 
a certain amount of leadership members, a certain amount of senior. Uh, but with that being said, I was curious because Justin did put some focus on the finances. And I didn't bring this up before when we were talking about the executive changes. But now that there's more 7IC, 6IC positions, was there ever a thought about, hmm, Too much there's pay. a little bit more expenditure? <laughs> yeah, now we're spending an extra 50 pixels a week. What are we going to do about it? I mean, it's more than that, honestly. It's 7ICs make 70, I think. Uh, it's an extra 20 coins. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was part Listen, we were giving was- out hc per every week so i'm telling you like yeah it was part of the math but like to me i don't find this is gonna sound bad because it's gonna sound like we're gonna do it again and we're not but like i I don't care about how much people get paid in pixels every day because they're valueless numbers on a screen that i could right now in two seconds change to be even less valuable you know what I mean? Like we'll pay whatever we want in pixels. And if I think it's going too high, I'll just, de- we'll just devalue the fucking currency again. Like you don't want that to happen. Then, then convert your pixels into credits or shut up. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like, like the, they're there to be your pay, uh, which is why the, the leaderboard is gone now, I guess. Like the, they're there to be pay for you. Not some sort of weird contest by making it a weird contest. You're just like, keeping our treasury in more flux than it needs to be. And then if you act shocked when the currency gets devalued because you're just holding on to, when we like manually devalue the currency because you're essentially have a Cayman Islands bank account full of White House pixels, like then like you are part of the problem. So not to kind of direct that away from our changes. Obviously they do cost money to, to add ranks, but like that is not the core of the problem. The core of the problem isn't that we're going to give out, like we got rid of senior advisor, which would have been making a hundred a week and then we added three four ranks that make 70 each or something like that so that's a plus 180 pixels which isn't even 20 coins a week it's like seven <laughs> yeah and, and plus we created I mean, the raffle which i think is doing a really good job at um giving people some fun some opportunity to get some some uh get an hc box uh, but also like helping us to manage the thing in a way that people are still comfortable with and are allowed to make the choice, their individual choice on how much they spend on that. Yeah, I, I like the measures that you guys put in. And as someone who maybe I'm a little too hyper-focused on the finances of the place, I completely understand why Josh made the decision and cooperated with you guys to get this all done. Because Yeah, that was a Josh decision, that. by the way. I will say the Secretary of the Treasury, sorry to interrupt again, I feel like I do this a lot, but like the Secretary of the Treasury has the same power as the admin in the law to like change the pixel thing. He came to us, said he was going to do it, and then did it. And then he announced it. Like It was not reshape. It was not reshape. We were talking about doing it, um, and then he did it and we were like, okay, that's scratch that off our list. That's what I like out of a, honestly, a secretary like that. I love that. Take the initiative and make the change. If you have the legislative power to do it, take the initiative, make the change, run it by us first and we'll go, yeah, whatever, do what you want and then go do it. Like, I love that. I thought that was great. That you corrected me though, because, uh, I, I did mention that perhaps it was also a cooperation with that madman, but good to know we, that it we was... Okay uh, it. We okayed it. Like, he had, like, obviously, he's not going to just, like, randomly change it and be like, huh, hi, people who... But, like, he said, can I do this? And we said, yeah. You took the initiative okay. to come up with the idea, and you decided what you thought would be the rest rate, and you've been the Secretary of the Treasury for, for about 40 to 50 years, so do what you got to do. Right? You got to trust your experienced staff. And considering I know that Josh's been there for quite a while, uh, I mean, I supported it 
right away when I saw it, just because I I knew, and even Justin made the the article about it of the state of how the finances were doing. Like, obviously, you know, it, this is an agency, but it is a business at the end of the day. And you know, if we want to keep the lights on in this place, we gotta do what we have I'm to do. While we like a business, yeah. Like we we may have some generous people who will always contribute just to can make sure that things are going smoothly. Like let's say we ever did bankrupt, you're telling me that, all right? I, I can't put words in people's mouth, but I, I feel like there's certain people that would kind of step and sit who were kind of comfortable in life, and they would say, you know, all right, guys, here's here's another month, but let's try to get people to reinvest into the place because yeah. I at one point this place was no not paying, and I understand we had to adapt to the times of you know, people having some kind of pay scheme here because other agencies are doing it. But, um, you know, I like to think that we can continue doing this. People are going to understand why we take these measures. And if you guys are hoarding pixels, for the love of God, just... Just, just, take, them out, right? just take them out because I promise you it's not going back down anytime soon. It's not gonna, We're not going to be like, never mind, back down to 10. Like, you lost that opportunity. I'm sorry. Take them out. Take them out. Yeah. Give us some stability. Give Joshi something to do. I mean, he does a lot. I'm not going to say he doesn't do a lot, but give the new Secretary of Commerce rank something to do. There you go. And But like you said, like usually the pixel conversion doesn't go backwards. It, it, you know, usually we're going into more <laughs> yeah. financial struggles. Yeah. Literally, it's just admin after admin being like, here's one way to shut them up. They seem angry this week. Let's double their money. Like, no, stop it. We have we don't have that money. Yep. And I mean, like short term, yeah, you'll get some people happy, but I I think I'm qualified to say that, you know what? Financial reward, it can only go so far and it's really it does not give you the results that people are really looking for. And I, I had to learn that the hard way when I was or at least my entire campaign was around that idea. <laughs> but uh you know, it was for me, it was like, you know, I felt that people were kind of stagnant. I'm like, all right, Oops. if you can't get promoted, what else do people want? But, you know, <laughs> hey, you learn, you know? Alex was on such a war path. It was very funny. He was he was right in the long run, but he... <laughs> he was. The, and the war path of like, how are you donating them? How are you purchasing them? Like, oh my God, just let the man give us money, please. We need it. We need it. Everybody keeps paying. The, the conversion rate's going to go down to one pixel for one coin soon. Somebody please donate some money. Right, and but I think it's it's cool that um, Dax did even start, you know, talking about it because he clearly saw or maybe knew that perhaps this wasn't a way of going about it. Perhaps you know, I don't think he was arguing about receiving. I think it was more of like, what's the purpose? Like, you're thinking that by doing this, you're going to get these results when in actuality, we're not going to get those. And if we are, it's not going to be as significant as what you're saying they should be. And so. Hey, I, clearly he was onto something when he was making these comments. Yeah, I mean he has the experience there, right? Um, but to me, it's not a it's not a fault. I mean, the five thousand coins went to the treasury. I I don't care what they get used for. That's a that's a positive thing. I don't care if they ever get used. It's a positive thing. It gives you stability. Uh, but in general, I'm always skeptical of like anything where the only thing that's creating it is financial incentive because I think most White House employees are not here so that they can. If they wanted to make money, they'd go sit like, Work. half AFK at whatever pyramid scheme agency has the most bots sitting in it at any time and make their like five coins an hour or whatever. Like that's what they would do, right? Their little, they're, they'd get a fucking like little Pura chair 
every three hours from whoever's <laughs> handing out that like you know it's it's silliness so i feel like uh anything where the only incentive is here's how we'll get people to do it give them a give them 20 coins like yeah 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 like you gotta give you gotta make it fun it's gotta be like there's a prize but also here's the cool stuff here there's a game there's an event we're gonna make an announcement something that gets people online for a reason that's beyond uh you know come online and get pay I still like pay lines because yeah. I think they reward pay lines aren't scheduled, right? They just reward someone who happens to be active, which is great. But the idea that we're going to like incentivize people to come online because of the chance in twenty coins, like, nah, I it's just maybe it's because it doesn't interest me and I don't really care about coins. But like, I I don't know a lot of people who are like, oh, I gotta stop watching. I gotta turn this movie off and log on to Habo so I can get twenty coins. Maybe maybe get twenty coins. Like, nah, come on. There's we there we have yeah. ideas right and I'm, that's, that's, I you know I don't even remember your campaign I I know your campaign definitely went beyond that with what you wanted to do with the money uh, but like there are people who have this idea of their their number one thing for anything is well let's let's give some prizes out at it well but do we need to is it is that an improvement on anything that we're doing and I usually think like meh we got a raffle we've got a lottery for now uh, we've got pay lines we've got events that give out rewards we've got rewards that we give out weekly that come with credit prizes and we have weekly pay. Like at this point, you don't think you're getting paid enough. I I've got a, I'm sorry. We can't do anything more. Like that's true. And if you're really, you know, reaching for significant pay, I'm telling you, Habo agencies is not the way to get your money. It's, it's, it's cryptocurrency. <laughs> I mean, you transferred it to there, but no, I was making a joke whenever, but Whenever someone does walk in and they say, oh, the pay is bad, my answer is very simple. I'm like, if you really want to work for your money, you're not going to work at an agency for 40 hours a week or how much we pay for five, six coins. You know, like if that's literally slave labor, slave labor. Yeah. it's like 20 cents for week salary, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go work a real job. And if you want coins, you know, <laughs> buy spend them, that money, buy them with the real life money. Yes. Yeah. So there was just, yeah, they can, they, that's a thing you can do. Um, and the other thing is also like, there's better ways to make money literally on Habo. If you just get really good at furniture trading, you'll probably make bank. Not bank, but like you'll make more than you make at an agency because that's not hard. One good, yeah, one yeah. smart investment in a rare or something can net you more than this place will net you in a month. Well, I mean, that's what a lot of people do. You know, like they, they buy the rare or the whatever clothing option that's that's looks pretty decent like if you're if you're buying some random stupid shit that makes no sense and it's nasty as hell like we had a rare with like a, a police fence if you're buying that like you're losing money but if you're gonna go yeah. buy something that people are actually gonna use like a, what is it the kimono dress thing you know some roller skates there's a lot of people who are part of that pride community here so it's probably a good idea to get something that looks that has the rainbow on it, it it's you can make your money back and you can make more of it it's you just gotta be smart with the way you do yeah. things. I subscribe to uh Air Arrow. All all rares are overpriced. Yeah. Though they clearly hold their value. And speaking of value, and because we got on to pay, what do you think about I have to bring this up because it's it's just funny that I always talk about crypto, but just <laughs> do you think that the Department of Treasury can do something more? with the coins that they have instead of let's say just holding it do you think that maybe having maybe 1000 coins of a fund that we could basically we put into diversify. a rare yeah and that we can maybe make money off our treasury instead of it just kind of sitting around is that an idea 
if there was anybody that we trusted to do it, it would be an idea. Uh, but like, as far as it stands right now, that go, that's a decision that would be probably something that would have to go all the way up to the board of trustees just because of its kind of general implications for like the treasury as a whole. And their job is part of their job is just protecting that and ensuring it's not going to waste essentially. Um, I'm sure the admin could try to do it in a way that the board of trustees wouldn't feel too bad about, but like, uh, I see it as something we could try. I don't see it as something that will like the risk reward there is, is, uh, questionable for me in terms of not only the risk, but the additional work. Like, I guess we have somebody who's a rank whose entire job would be not entire job, but like a par big part of their job was secretary of commerce or the department or the secretary of treasury would be, uh, like is keeping an eye on the market and making strategic buying and selling when possible. But like the, the way this org runs where people seem to kind of, especially in the executive branch, people seem to shift ranks a lot. Like you're asking a lot from somebody to stay in a position doing that. It, it's yeah, it's like a long-term commitment. It's hard to do that. If there okay. was, yeah. So my thing would be if there was like a person, like give me the person and I'll, I'll listen to the, usually I'm a listen to the ideas and we'll find the right people. But this is one of those ones that's so niche where it's like, if there was a person who was like super into the rares trade on Habo and like really into that and like good at it and also trusted with treasury money and they met that kind of Venn diagram, then I'd say like, eh, let's give them 500 coins and see what they could do with it in, in three months. Like what, why not? What are we going to? Like we're not gonna miss five hundred coins, really. I'll I'll reimburse it if it goes missing. That there's my promise. Like then I would do it. But I don't know if that person's out there and trusted. That's true. I think that's you answered that really well because you obviously you're gonna need someone who's trusted within the community. You know you're obviously gonna be giving them some part of the treasury that we're using to pay people, and especially if we're gonna start cutting um, pixel conversions, I think people are concerned where the money's going to be going at this point so i know i completely get that yeah just i just thought it was something interesting because uh you know most of this money do we even i know josh holds it but uh, even some of the josh doesn't even hold board it members. board of trustees holds it board of trustees holds the treasury the the balance of the treasury on the the account that it's on uh they give out a certain amount to Josh per term or per when he requests it, and then Josh divvies it out. It's a lot of steps, which is why treasury stuff can sometimes take like a couple weeks if you request a conversion. Usually there's money there, but sometimes it's like, well, Josh has to give it to somebody, and Josh doesn't have enough, so Josh has to get Brad to. And then Brad is, you know, he's not an employee. He's a board trustee, so he's not going to be online every day. He's online like maybe once a week. Uh, and so sometimes yeah, things take a little longer, right? Um but yeah, just in general, what I'm saying there is like, like given that the board of trustees holds a lot of that money, it's just a trust. I guess it's just a trust thing. Like, huh? It's an interesting no, idea. That. Like, oh, you would want your money to make money, especially we're talking about being in some. Like, if we were able to make smart investments that way, we could probably fix pixel conversion. Uh, like, not fix it, but like reduce it again if we had more reliable, stable, like stable income. But like, meh, that's not something I ever envisioned for us. It's just kind of like random bursts of donations. Keep like without your five thousand, where the f Jesus, like we'd be in some, we'd be rough already, anyways. With, with and that's with the conversion rate. Like, 
being what it is now. Right. And we really have to give a lot of thanks to just everybody who just really contributes. Aside from just, I mentioned this before, Aaron paying the licensing fees for the website, yeah. keeping that going, and even the radio, which it's not like we put too, too much into it, but it it's still costs money to keep that going. Um, all these rooms, you know, it's these are all things that, I mean, maybe some people don't do this, but, you know, some people could just liquidate their furniture in this game and then just cash out. You know, yep. there's a lot of wealth in this game. Like these damn red throne sofas we're sitting on in real life, they're $50. You know, yeah. there's there's money that's put into this place and it's just without everyone just coming together, we wouldn't have this. And sometimes whenever there's a con pixel conversion rate, I think the last thing we should be doing is judging it. <laughs> Clearly, it's made for a reason. <laughs> and it's yeah. so that we're sitting on thrones and not little. Yeah, yeah you, here, here, here it is, guys. I to anybody upset about the pixel conversion rate, I'll make my offer. We'll drop it back down to ten pixels, but we're moving to a new HQ. That's going to be all like normie furniture, no builders club, no rares. We're going to have to sell them all so we can pay you guys when you eventually cash out for your four hundred thousand fucking coins. Uh, and we're going to be sitting on pure sofas, wondering why we're not getting any recruits. And you're not gonna log on because it's gonna be terrible to look at. It's gonna be like a 2000 era 2004 like mill room of like red area sofas. So you think about that while you're whining about your fucking online pixel coins or whatever. Jesus, let's all yeah, let's all they, take a, like let's let's all just like <laughs> I feel mean, but like come on, let's all grow up a little. Like come on, oh my my pixies, my pixies are valued. Yeah, well. Yeah, how much time are you spending online? Your time's not worth that much either. So maybe maybe there's bigger financial issues here at play than the, the valuation of your little pixies. And, you know what? I, I was, that, was me, say... I, that was me, but that's kind of where my brain goes sometimes. It's like, really? We're concerned about this? All right. I'm logging off for the day. I'm not here to be concerned about this. There's things here to be concerned about. It's This isn't one of them. Have a great day, guys. Bye. I'm going to bed. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that I like to try to think maybe even what their excuse would be to kind of hold that amount of pixels. And I'd like to maybe think maybe their argument is something to do with it. Well, you know, if I'm holding on to it, it's clearly not coming out of the treasury. And that's that's fair, you, you know. But you could also redonate it back if you ever wanted to. Um, I like to think that if you're holding your pixels there, you know, a lot of them say, oh, I don't need it. All right, so if you don't need it, I mean, you, you could just cash them out so that we don't have to deal with it and worry that there's this outstanding balance to be paid to everybody. And if yeah, there's that conversion rate, right? And if, and if it, if there ever is a cut in the conversion rate, I don't think you should be surprised. And if you're the person who's holding 400, close to 1,000 coins, that has to be paid out. I, 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 just take it out. If, if you're not going to use it, then just keep it in your purse. It just, it just yeah. for at least administrations, it's something that it's always at the back of your mind. Because if someone leaves, you know, we can just, maybe sometimes you can, but we're not just going to be able to throw out 1,000 coins just just like that. You know, it may take a couple of days. You know, we're not prepared to be taking days, out these days huge... Days is generous, too. It's like, that's a lot of... That's like someone, the board of trustees, 100% of it's 1,000 coins, the board of trustees has to be involved. They have to get online, and, and Josh doesn't care that much on him, ever. Uh, so what, he's going to... They're going to log on and give it over, and then they're giving a thousand in addition to what they would usually be giving. So that's additional time. Like, I, I know it's, it kind of sounds, oh, well, their time. Like, oh, God forbid that they have to pay me what I earned here. 
and that's fine but like if you're racking up super super significant amounts like don't you don't have to take all of it out but like even if you take 20 percent of it out like anything helps and it's because of that thing you were talking about the outstanding balances where it's like it makes projecting harder and also it makes fundraising harder because i it's hard for me to fundraise for this organization being like people should donate donate if you can to if people see that the treasury is at seventeen thousand coins because it's like you have seventeen thousand coins but what they don't realize is you know when it was at 10 pixels for when it was the previous conversion rate like that wasn't seventeen thousand or 14 or whatever it was it was like five and if people see five thousand coins in the treasury which is what was there in terms of things that weren't outstanding balance uh that they'll donate People will be like, oh, okay, well, you know, 5,000. I wasn't going to help out when it was 12, but like 5,000, I'll give you 300 coins. Here you go. And you just need a couple of those to stay afloat. Like it does change people's kind of intuition and like their vibe towards the treasury when they see a significantly lower level threatening our ability to like do public engagement and state events and give out prizes and pay people and stuff. Yeah, very true. And hopefully I can take out this kind of this this crazy idea here that we used to do, which was not anyone ever. I want to yeah. know because let me see this. Cause I, I want to make this full disclosure. Here. I'm, I'm a random person from SS now. Okay. I'm, this I'm, is not I'm, anything. No planned. I'm just shoving this idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm shoving this idea onto a person who's in the EOP. So they have no idea what the hell is going on. Do you <laughs> think this place can still run in the modern day age of this game? If no one was getting paid, we saw yes. bonuses in price, but no pay. Yes. No more three coins for you, boy, for every week. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent it could. Right. Uh, one hundred percent it could, and the uh, that's not something I'm saying we're going to change. We're not. I have no intention of changing that. It would. It's like it's like trying to get Canada out of the monarchy. It's like what you know, like should we be in the monarchy? Probably not. Like it doesn't really matter. But like the amount of crying that you would get if you tried to take us out of the monarchy. It's the same thing with the pay. It's like, do we need the pay? Meh. Do I care about the pay? Meh. Do and does anybody really care about the pay? Most people don't seem to because. They're either, like, most of the people here are at the White House or nothing. There are not a lot of people here who, like, sometimes work at other agencies. So what are they going to do? Work at the White House, gather all these pixels, resign from the White House, cash their pixels out, get the coins, and then not log on ever again because they're done at the White House, like, and they don't go to other agencies. So, like, to me, and also the people who, like, hoard the pixels and say, like, well, I'm not cashing them out, well, then clearly the pay's not that necessary because you're not cashing them out. They're just like a weird little flex for you to be like, I've been here a long time. Well, like, congratulations, but uh, like th that is pay. That is like active pay that you're holding on to. Uh, to me, it's not necessary. It's not a change I'll recommend to any admin while I'm Dola, but like this place could absolutely survive. It survived and performed better when we didn't have pay. I don't think that's a one-to-one -one cause of why we do poorly now. It's clearly not. It probably has a slight inverse effect where some people do care about the pay, so they do stay. But, like, we have 70 employees right now today. Uh, what would we have without pay? Like, what, 65? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point oh. to make. And 60, 68? I, like, come on, who's leaving, when, who's leaving when we stop paying? Exactly. And yeah, obviously there's gonna we're, not, we're not going to stop paying. Let me say that very clearly. We're going to keep paying people. It's a good thing. Yeah. Like, there you go. I just brought up this random idea. Tony, Tony it was just a topic. Into a corner here. <laughs> yeah, I, I cornered you for this. And I, I like to think there's also the argument for just uh, not a handful of people, but there are the those who, um, whether let's say they don't work 
or they're they're not old enough to work and maybe some of them are in countries where they're they're working condition not the working conditions but just the pay's not incredible so you know what for them to maintain their hg status in the game the pay is helpful to kind of get them close enough yeah, and true. so true. i think right now we're still paying enough that people are able to maintain their hc i think i'm like maybe if you're if you're 9 ic 8 ic maybe not but if you're in some kind of major role you're you're, you're covered so think of it as habo insurance it's the white house insurance it's okay where, it's, we got it's warehouse hc insurance 100 pixels i make four coins a week hc cost um, boy what's that yeah i know Ooh, raking it in oh, <laughs> like hc costs what 50 <laughs> and 30, 37 coins 30 oh an hc box is 37 so in four weeks i make half that so like eh, i'll get there eventually but like also there's just like enough ways to win HC it. like there's hc pay too yeah like eh, you you get there you make it work and people here are generous that's one thing we're Almost in a, I will almost say strangely communist in how the White House deals with HC. Or like you can kind of walk into HQ at any time and be like, as long as you're like someone we kind of know, like you're not an ally or like, like I, we respect our allies, but like, eh, I'm not buying them HC. But like if you're an employee yeah. or like a notable veteran, like someone who I kind of know, and you walk in and you're like, I need HC, like I'll probably buy you HC if I have the coins. Like, eh. and I think a lot of people are like that. We're very weirdly like it's kind of like a if one of us doesn't have hc it makes us all look bad like it makes hq uglier and shit it's like i don't want a bunch of bacons in like off black and and gray outfits like standing around like here's your hc stop Mm -hmm. looking like such a stop looking like a bum like you're you're dragging the whole place down it is weird how as soon as you entered i'm literally like i'm right though like like we do there's a lot of like weird sharing of it here which i like it's should it's how it should be it's how we should run the real world just give people things yeah. they need to like be happy. And I think even with the events that we do, like if let's say you really do need those coins, hey, when there's an event going on, you'll kind of gravitate towards it instead of not participating. You know, like okay. there's some days where I'm just like, I don't need five coins, but then I'm like, you know what? I I, I want I want this little thing for my office. I'm gonna play yeah. this higher low game. <laughs> So there's opportunities everywhere. So I like that. We're all generous about it. I've never had. That's funny because that's not a relatable experience for me. It's like, oh, I need this thing for my office. It's like I don't think I've ever opened the catalog to look through furniture. Like, oh, this. You don't have an office. I have an office. It's Builders Club, and I don't subscribe my Builders Club. So it's just like my private room I sit in sometimes, uh, where no one else can legally get the habit. Won't let anybody else come in because it's not because I don't renew my Builders Club. It's just a nice builders club office that i will never ever be able to use but is nice to keep my trophies in that's amazing so it's just your little place to kind of think whenever you need to sit alone like let's put on our tinfoil hats here there was an idea for some i don't know if it was actually even a real thought some people were like oh let's migrate it to minecraft would this place <laughs> yeah, that was part of ever me. kind of on. sustain itself not not just any game like let's say let's say it was just discord based is there still that kind of motivation to continue participating? Like, obviously, we're still we're all on Discord all the time, but we're revolved around this game. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, of course. Because like, they came up once, at least during our election, the people were talking about you know like there's too much emphasis on Discord rather than the in-game client, which is fair. But if something's a little bit better, like most of the time, I'm yeah. doing my communication 
on Discord because, you know, it just more optimized. Well, here, Tony, here, what's a better app? Okay, Discord Mobile or Habo Mobile? There you go. There's your answer. Because guess what? When, most of the time when I'm talking to people on Discord, it's on my phone. And it's the easier thing to do. I'm not going to sit on my computer and just like stare at Discord. I'm usually like watching a TV. TV but if I'm at work or I'm like, you know, just chilling in bed or like watching TV, but on my couch, like or on my laptop with me, like I'm on my phone. And what would I rather do? Attend a meeting where I can barely look at the fucking phone. I have to hold it horizontal and try not to touch the screen so I don't leave the room. Like, or do I want to just go on Discord? Like, come on. Um, like to the, to the idea that they always don't focus on the in-game client enough. Like uh, the in-game client has, client has nobody on it. Like there, there are not new people to recruit on the in-game client. They don't, they barely mm -hmm. exist. Most of our new people who we get are either returning people or transfers. We do not really recruit that many. I mean, this kind of flies in the face of like the existence of the secret service, but there's still legitimacy for that being there, especially for like education purposes and stuff. But like the majority of middle ranks we get now who rejoin are, are rejoiners, not joiners, rejoiners or transfers from other orgs. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So like, in terms of could we survive without the client, the org could survive, but the personnel would be significantly different. I've been part of like mm -hmm. political sims on Discord that are Discord based. It's all Discord. There's no like secondary Habo or Minecraft or other. How is that? Yeah. How does that work? They're incredibly toxic because they're filled with people who like <laughs> want to talk about like abortion rights. And it's like, well, no, because I just want to like play. Oh, I just want to pretend I'm Spiro Agnew. Like, I just want to <laughs> pretend I'm like Ronald Reagan. Can I, I don't even want to pretend that that's a lie. I want to pretend I'm like Che Guevara, but like, you know, I don't want to talk to you about like the, the, the loss of the traditional man. Like, I don't really care about your weird right-wing conspiracy theories. Like, they, like, so, so that's the issue with those. Um, and that is what we would have to be careful about if we started uh, advertising more to trying to recruit through other discord servers or through, uh, kind of branding ourselves as a political sim on discord i think the smarter move is to have a secondary thing whether it's habit or something else try to maintain recruitment through that and through word of mouth discord that kind of stuff and try to keep a relatively similar environment as to what we have now because i think what we have now is fun in that we have a gathering place that's a physical place that we gather that we talk yada yada uh, but then we also have an effective communication tool in the same way that in real life, you go to the office, you talk to people in the office, you have lunch with them, you, you hang out, you, you sit down at your desk, you do your stupid job. Uh, but then also you've got Slack or you've got Discord at your office. You've got that like, or you've got emails, whatever. You've got your online portion. I think that's the best way to continue running it. I wouldn't support moving fully to like a full Discord thing. I would stay on Habo as long as we can. And if it ever becomes untenable, which it probably will in the future, it will either shut down, you know, in the next yeah, two, three, four years or whatever. Like if it becomes unprofitable, I don't know. I don't know their financial situation, but uh, to migrate that to something else, that's an option that provides a lot of these same benefits of uh, customizability of character and setting um, ease of access and a decently sized user base. Uh, like that's what I would suggest. Like, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where that is. I, good luck finding one, but. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. I think, I think we just got to do the best we can with the tools we have at our disposal. And like you said, the in-game client is just kind of one of those 
those meeting spots like i don't know when you, if you were a kid and you used to meet your friends at a certain park or a certain side street literally and it's like all right if you guys want to meet up all right it's here or if maybe you were yeah. in school it's like all right everyone meets in the cafeteria and then we kind of go off from there it's it's just that kind of local spot everyone just chills and we all group together so yeah. i get that because there's absolutely something different to for example congress there's something different to like standing up with your little businessman in a little cute pixel suit and saying your your weird your weird comments on a pixel bill like there's something different to that than like saying typing it out and posting it on discord it's obviously different and there's an obvious nostalgic or there's an attachment there to that kind of physical brick and mortar in a way funny to say it's brick and mortar because it's not it's digital but like that that physical space that you can see there's something there to that that you we wouldn't want to leave because it is part of the essence of what this is and what drives most of these people to stay here is at least in some part that you know yeah and i don't think we'll ever lose that even if we start even if we do 90 percent of our work on discord which is basically more probably less than what we probably do 95 percent of it on discord now you still don't want to lose that like communal arena yeah i i completely agree and with the way things are going like you said i i think i the game's going to kind of continue on i mean i'm I personally use Flash client. I'm not a fan of Unity whatsoever. You say that you like anybody use... uses Unity. If any of you, Jack, if any of you psychopaths out there are are optionally, you have the option and you choose Unity. You need to, you need to like, uh, like be shot. Like, <laughs> you, you come know, on. That's I'm gonna point out. Jack's standing right next to me as we're speaking right now. Oh, Jack Daniel. Doing... Jack Daniel really uses, uses Unity. That explains Willingly. a lot. He's like, that explains eh, a lot. Might as well. Oh, no, sorry. He has a Chromebook. Okay, sorry. He has a reason why he has to. But for anybody else, like, I remember when we were making that transition to Unity, and I think it was, it must have been hard for, I believe it was Megan's term that was experiencing this, right? Uh, it was mine originally that was preparing for it. And then Megan's was the first that was fully within the year 2020. But no, it dropped during, uh, geos and ollies G- it was, was that one yes, it was after i re- i believe it originally dropped after i resigned uh and geo became vp yeah okay so there you go to, like i they were dealing with a lot i was gathering a lot of research at the time on like what it was going to be like but i don't think it ever panned out while i was there because i was only there for 13 days uh so i think it was during them and then yeah megan and micah for that brief amount of time and then the projects you were talking about before about like minecraft and stuff that happened in the term where megan uh, Micah resigned and then Maxi became VP and then Megan resigned, Maxi became president, appointed Alistair, and they took that on as a project in their new term when they got elected as Phoenix. They took it on as Project Phoenix, which didn't ultimately go anywhere, not by any fault of their own. It's just a very difficult project for an admin to take on. Oh yeah, trying to have any sort of migration from this place to any other game. Trying to do on anything, trying to do literally anything with like that requires people here to cooperate. Not easy. Yeah, I mean, the entire team, It's it'd be difficult. But I do know during that time, it was difficult to just have everyone kind of use Unity because it was really broken back then. And I mean, I was even considering quitting. Like, And I think if ever they close down Flash, it's, it's there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be borderline. Like, they may not even just want to use the client whatsoever. They'll just leave because it's, it, it's really bad. I don't know the state of it now. Probably is a little bit better. I'm telling you right now, if, if, if we didn't have the option to use Flash, I wouldn't be here. 
we're being honest today. All right, I'll say it too. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't be here. Candy splash, it's bye. If, so, yeah. so here's the thing: if there was that is, if there was still the requirements of activity and stuff, if I could be here and help with the legislation and do my job and never have to log into the the client, then I'd be fine. But if there was a requirement of when I have to log in or how much I have to log into that like terrible, terrible thing that was completely broken and still is, uh, I wouldn't. I would not be here. Sorry. Like yeah, and not a chance. I I think a lot of people are in the same kind of view as that. I know some people still like I tried to force myself. Like I think two days before Flash was ending, I was like, all right, I'm gonna force myself to learn Unity and accept it. And I was <laughs> no, I can't do it. It just the client. It's the last thing yeah. we have of this game, mm-hmm. and I think it goes to with our everyone kind of standing up together. Um, all the agencies, you know, we did the shutdown, which was yeah. I, I so, think it was effective. It did what it needed to do. Uh, yeah, I I think it was effective. I think it's funny to say that like we all stood up together because there was like a significant contingent of like screw the lockdown people here who like uh like just don't understand collective action or solidarity, I guess. Or like striking or anything of that. So I don't think the strike was perfectly planned. I think when you when you do a walkout, you don't walk out for okay, we'll be back in forty eight hours. You walk out till you get what you want. Period. That's how striking works. Like that's how you do that. Um, it's stupid. Yeah. Hell, habo. Like we'll be back in forty eight hours, but fuck you in the meantime. Like that's not how it works. However, for for anybody to plan anything like that, and for people at the White House to be like, but I want to log on and do my pixel tasks. Like get fucking get, buy a friend, touch some grass. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Like, you can log out for 48 hours. We promise Pescio 7. <laughs> he's, I don't think he's, oh, he's boy. not listening. And he knows I like him. He knows me and Tyler get along. But, like, we promise you'll be okay if you just go touch grass once in a while. Jesus. Jesus, man. Was, I mean, we also have some people here that willingly just stay away from the place sometimes. Yeah, who are like, you know. yeah. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> and there's people like uh, Jax who never log off, even though he's never looking at the street. Like there's a lot of different people here who treat the client in a lot of different ways. And there's definitely a kind of culture struggle over how the client should be used to best maximize how the organization functions and grows, or at least maintains population. Um, But to me, what it comes down to is like the client's important as an arena for us to do things. I don't think it's actually that important for recruitment. We could recruit elsewhere, but it would change what we are. It would change at the essence what we are. And a lot of people here wouldn't like that. And whether we die or not, we would, whether the organization itself dies, a a piece of it would die with, with Halo. And I wouldn't want to lose that unless we were completely forced to. Absolutely. And I I think agencies are pretty much the entire game at this point. Call it, I don't know if other people, like trading communities not really there anymore. Casinos were shut down. Kind of, right? I'm looking at through the list right now. There's... I think 10% of the game is actually just doing the social part and the rest of us are doing the role play part and agencies. And I think, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was kind of scary when we started seeing places kind of shut down. It was like, yo, okay, this is, people are serious. They're, they're closing down. You know, there wasn't enough people. And uh, I just hope, cause I've been playing this game for way too long. Apparently uh, I, I hope the game continues living on. I, I, I mean, like to say two to five more years. Yeah, me but, too. I mean, if I'm still here in five years, uh, you know. Oh boy. Yeah. So I think we should close it out here because we've been talking for pretty long, maybe hour and a half. And I don't know who's li- if you're still listening. Like big, big ups to you. I don't know how you're just sitting here listening to like an hour and a half of this. I mean, I it's yeah, really good. We're very smart and good and and good at this. So like, I can understand why you would. But like, thanks for listening for this long. Um, 
We should we should have something that we do at the end. Do you have like a person this week that you want to shout out? A person or thing? I like that. Just somebody who you're like this person. Maybe maybe someone who like I, I'm not gonna go track down who got all the rewards this week, but like someone who doesn't get enough credit who either we talked about or didn't talk about. Uh, I'll I'll say this because I think it's fitting since I left the apartment. I think I think Jax is someone that this community really if I was able how am I supposed to say this? I think as he he's he's appreciated for what he does, but I think Jax is one of those solid people in this organization that he still gets his his recognition for what he does. I think everyone would agree that he he made sure that this department is running as efficiently efficiently as it can. I mean, during my term, this the Department of Defense won all the weekly, pretty much all the department weekly awards. Uh, but I think Jax is a legend, and I, I would put him on the same level uh, of Grant because Interesting. I mean he helped me during my during my term. Grant's also another individual who's who's done so much for this place but Jax my guy I, I don't I know he's not going to listen to this but <laughs> I know right but, he's like uh, yeah I bet Jax is an hour and a half into this podcast <laughs> yeah like that sure thing but yeah but big respects to him and I want to know who, who are you going to give a nice shout out to this week I'm going through the employee list right now cuz I can't think of anybody because of how I how much I just dislike everybody here there you go it's not true <laughs> That's it's true. You have to believe me when I say that. I kind of just say that. I, I sometimes I think people do believe me when I say things like that, and it's like, meh. if it scares them, maybe it's good that they believe it. Uh well, here as you're searching for that, how about you also mention a little something about Justin? Since we're closing this out, it's the first week. Um, how you think things are going good so far with this new admin's been great. Justin's definitely living a third term life. He's already made decisions like. I think he'd say this too. He's already made decisions that I don't think he would have made in his first or second term based on not that he doesn't always do what he thinks is best, but like there's some waiting of like conscious or subconscious, like knowing you might get to run again. I've already seen him just like say things and take actions that I think he would have been too cautious about in his first or second term that he's now like, no, I get, I get two months to like cement my legacy and then I never get to do this again. We're going to do this properly. I'm going to shout out Ailey because She's just like one of the more active people, one of the people who takes things seriously enough without constantly making this place like insufferably serious all the time. Like she takes it serious, but she brings a lot of like casual vibes to the place. Uh, and she's just like a genuinely good person with like good ethics and morals. I mean, definitely livens the place up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're always trying to. Yeah. I get what you mean by that. Yeah. It's fun. Um, down with men. That's all. You got anything to say? Is that our sign off? Our sign off is down. There it is. And then some music. I'll just cut music in here that's like sign it, like royalty free cutout music. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Take it, take it, take it, take easy. it sleazy. That can't be the, it can't be it.